the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for the blessed privilege of sharing God's word with you today. As Pastor Rander continues his series on making the most of the precious gift of time, he shares biblical insights on finding balance in our Christian lives. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. Therefore, we have all we need to do what God assigns to us according to His will, not our will. The question is, are we willing to do so? We must trust God, follow His lead and the path He has prepared for us. For He and He alone knows the plans He has for us. Have Bible pen and paper handy. Do I have a witness out there? Repent! 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 The Greek word is metanoia. It is a turning from your sins and selfishness to the Lord Jesus Christ who can clean up your life and give you a brand new beginning. So then once you repent, then forget. Number two, number two, forgive yourself. Now God forgives you, but sometimes you can't forgive yourself. You've got to forgive yourself. Stop beating yourself up. Let it go. So let God forgive you, then forgive yourself, and then get out of your, uh, 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 your little cubby hole and forgive others. Get out of your prison. Some of you have allowed unforgiveness to imprison you. It is unforgiveness has stifled your potential. It has destroyed your motivation. It has destroyed your dreams. You live in depression. You keep going back and revisiting, revisiting. Why you keep going back there? What redemptive purpose does going back there have for you? Satan only uses that to wipe you out emotionally. He will drive you to suicide through that stuff. The deepest of depression. Get people out of your court. Stop judging people. That's how you mess yourself up. You, you, they're not living up to your expectations. They're not doing what you think they ought to be doing. They're not responding the way you think they ought to respond. You know, you holding them hostage and they don't even know it. And you have imprisoned yourself for 20 years. And you're almost out of this world and you're leaving this world miserable. Now some of you save, but you're going to heaven miserably. You now don't get no joy till you get to heaven. You miserable. Miserable. Give all that stuff to Jesus. Listen to me. Accept the things you cannot change. And press on. Amen. Did you hear what I just said? Give it to Jesus. Accept. You can't go back in the past and fix that. Accept it for what it is. Hey, it is what it is. Oh, y'all hanging with me? It is what it is. Okay. And move on. 
the, the passage is Philippians chapter 3, 13b says, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which lie ahead. Move on. Let's say it together. Move on. Say it again. Move on. Say it like you're going to really move on. Move on. No, some of y'all don't want to move on. You, 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 you're just playing with me. You just move on. No, no. I want you to say it like you will really move on. Say say it as strong as you can. I want it to get all in your system, all in your body. I want you to say it loud so so God can lift you up out of that rut that you're in. Now, I want you to say it like you really want to move on. Ready? Go. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to help you out. I got another one. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In case y'all want to go back and revisit that stuff, I'm going to break the English and all that. I want you to say, I ain't going back there. Oh, well, y'all said it before I can even start you. That's good. Come on. But I want you to say it loud as you can. I ain't going back there. Come on. I ain't going back there. A little bit louder. I ain't going back there. A little bit louder. I ain't going back there. A little bit louder until you mean it. Mess me up today. God's got a plan for my life, a purpose for my life. I ain't going back there. That's what I'm talking about. Now I'm ready for number seven. Wait till part three next week. You need to bring folk here to hear this. A lot of folk in bondage. Number seven. You cannot make the most of your time if you allow discouragement from others to hinder you from making progress in your life. You cannot make the most of your time if you allow discouragement from others to hinder you from making progress in your life. There is always a negative influence Waiting in the wings to tell you what you cannot do. Always, those rascals are all right. You can't get them, you can't get rid of them. There's always somebody waiting in the wings to tell you what you can't do. Refuse to allow anyone to steal God's vision, to steal your vision that God has placed into your heart. Refuse to allow anyone, after, no, no, that's anyone, that's mama, daddy, sister, brother, brother, cousin, third cousin, uncle, buddy, frat, Sarah, anyone to steal your vision that the Lord has placed in your heart and do not allow small-minded thinking from people to reduce God's plan for your life. Dismiss those small-minded people from your life. I'm going to tell you something. I hate to say it this way, and I, and I ain't saying get rid of your spouse now. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't, don't look at them cockeyed. But there's some other relatives you need to just dismiss. There are some friends you need to dismiss. 
There's some co-workers you need to dismiss. Yeah, that might be a spouse you need to dismiss, but you, you need to wait on the Lord for that, okay? Somebody here said, oh, shucks. <laughs> it's a small matter. That's why some churches can't get anywhere. Can't get anywhere. They, they make all kinds of changes on their job, but you come to church, why are we going to do that? The church down the street not doing that. We never done it that way before. They make all kind of changes on your job. You just go right on. All kind of changes in the military, wherever you are, they make it. You can, matter of fact, I get so tired of going to H-E-B, the grocery store. And, I, you know, I'm, I get set in my pattern. And then all of a sudden, I go down this aisle. And this stuff is 15 rows on the other side. And what was on the other side is 15 rows on the other side. You know, they just want to keep you shopping and spending. Now, I'm going to tell you something. That's right. They, they, they use psychology on us. They used to have small baskets. Now they've got, got those extra large baskets. And you know what? Your, your stuff is running over in those extra large. Huh? Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Wait a minute. Now, some of y'all don't even go to the store. Y'all order everything. Y'all order everything. Y'all order toilet paper. Y'all order paper towels. You order your meat. You order everything. Some of y'all don't go. You just order. Just drop it off. They drop it off at the porch. You just do this thing. Tick, click, tick, tick, tick. And it's delivered. And that's why you're getting heart attacks. You're not exercising. How are you? You know what? Having all this stuff from the house uh, negates your witness. You can't even witness. I was in the uh, the store this past summer. I had my uh, Christian T-shirt on. I was in the produce section. She said, "This little lady sit there." She, she came to my shirt, Maranatha. What does that mean? I told her the Lord is coming. But I told her that, and another person said. And another person I wasn't talking to said, amen. <laughs> I wasn't even talking to her. She said, amen. <laughs> now, could I have had that experience if I was ordering in my house, on my couch, looking at hula hoop or whatever that is. What is, what is it called? <laughs> Y'all laughing? Y'all <laughs> Yeah, I said that on purpose. <laughs> Making the most of the time God has given us requires spiritual commitment. Pastor Rander encourages us with these words of wisdom to help us. Begin each day by asking the Holy Spirit to set and prioritize our agenda. Expect the unexpected. Gain spiritual insights on how we spend our time. Set the example for our children. Set personal goals. Acknowledge our limitations and boundaries, confront the realities of life, and realize the importance of rest and relaxation. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. <laughs> you just bring it to you don't go out for nothing. You, you, you can't even witness in the doctor's office. You can be on your couch, you can be sick, and the doctor come up on the screen and he said, he said, open wide, you open wide. And he looking down, ah, prescribe the stuff. Then you don't even go to the pharmacy. You put, 
you put it in and they deliver it. How are you going to reach folk for Christ if everything's coming to your house? Won't y'all say amen? You need to be purpose, purposefully getting up, stop being lazy, get yourself up, go into the activities, into the flow of life so God can put some people in your path so that you can reach folk for Jesus. Why don't you say amen? Oh, God, help me. I got about a couple more and I'll be done. Let's see, let's see, so, but, but on that last point, I need to add this, however. With the help of the Lord, people that's got small minds and all this kind of stuff, uh, sh- sh- shake it off, press on, and make the most of your life. And make the most of your life. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plan I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And so don't let anybody tell you what you can't do. Number eight, when you prioritize your, when you prioritize your time, you make the most of it. When you prioritize your time, you make the most of it. This means that you have to manage your time and not allow people or things to steal it. When you prioritize your time, you make the most of it. This means that you have to manage your time and not allow people or things, the internet and social media, to steal it. For example, many addicted to television, social media, video games, surfing the internet, sports, overindulging in listening to music, overindulging, overindulging in your social life, and some of you are in way too many organizations. You Mr. and Mrs. VIP. You, you, let me tell you something. You ain't all that. <laughs> Who are you trying to impress? Now, I'm, I'm not against organizations. Don't get me wrong. And some folk more committed to the organization than the church. That's not wrong with being some of those things. But if they're consuming all your time and you have no time for God, no time to pray, no time to minister with God's people in his house, no time for service under him, then you are out of the will of God. Refuse to allow people to, to pressure you into commitments that are not from the Lord. This can be so stressful. They piling up your plate. They killing you. And you say, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Therefore, it is critical that you prioritize your life. Psalm 62, 5, Psalm 62, verse 5 says, my soul wait for you in silence. For God alone am I waiting. Not for technology, not for people. I love this part. Your, your, your translation might say, um, for my hope is from you. I like that too. But I found another translation in the American Standard Version that says, my expectation is from you. I want, I want to do what God expects of me. Not what, not what people expects of me. What God, is expect, what God expects from me. And you know what? And that's why a lot of you end up in depression and suicidal because you put expectations on people that, that God has not put on them. That's right. Let your husband, let your wife be who God called them to be. And God is not on your timetable. He is on his timetable. Okay. Your expectations 
is from Christ. Beloved, loving the world and the things in it will cause you to lose time and not make progress because of an inability to prioritize your schedule daily. Stick with it and follow through. Number nine, you cannot make the most of your time attempting to open a door that the Lord has closed. Now, some of you losing time. You, 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 you went to school to be a certain thing, but you couldn't pass a test. The Lord closed that door. I don't care how you try. You just can't pass it. You can't pass the qualifying test. There are, there are people, there are dear friends you thought was friend. They turned against you. They failed you. Uh, there are failed relationships in, uh, uh, in marriages, ended up in divorce. You, you, you get a degree in one career and... and and, uh, and God closed that door and put you somewhere else and you're more fruitful in the very area that you didn't even go to school in, the school for. Sometimes you're trying to make a purchase and you don't qualify and you can't get it and God is blocking it because he don't want you to have it right now because it's not time yet. And sometimes you keep trying to pressure, trying to get it and trying to get it and God says, it's not time yet. Well, the interest rate's gonna go up. This is gonna happen. It's not time yet. God is not looking at interest rates. God is not looking for all that stuff. God knows exactly what he's doing. He knows how to navigate. And he knows how to put you where you need to be, the location, the place. And he will give it to you in the fullness of time. Don't you be driven by the market. Don't be driven by interest rates. Don't let this system put you in a hurry. And then... You bite at it only to your own demise, financially. Sometimes God will let you have what you think you need and and you get a whooping with it. You laughing because it's true. You must accept the fact that God has closed the door. When he closes the door, thank him for closing the door. Say, Lord, for some reason, you're not allowing me to do this. I've done everything I could, but it's just not working. You know what I pray a lot of times? To make sure I'm in his will, y'all looking at me. That's good. I pray, Lord, if, if, what I'm, if what I am about to do is not of you, in the name of Jesus, will you please block it that my best attempt would fail? Now, that's serious praying. And then you're ready for it to fail. And if he gives you permission after that, he wanted you to have it. Let my best attempt fail, God, if this is not of you. You see? So you must accept the fact that God has closed the door. Thank him for closing it. Trust God and move on. Our Lord has something better for you elsewhere. Ephesians 5, 17 B says, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Finally, but not the least, you make the most of your time when you possess a good work ethic in the workplace and in the Lord's church. You make the most of your time when you possess a good work ethic in the Lord's church. Colossians 3, 23 and 24 says, whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing that you will receive the reward of, of an inheritance from the Lord. You ought to underline that. You will receive a reward when you obey him. You serve the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the rewarder. The worst thing 
any believer can do is give the Lord half-hearted service, half-hearted commitment in the workplace. You worship God in your work. And if you if you cheat on the time clock, coming late, leaving early on your cell phone all day long, in and out, folk got to look at you and come back and see if you're doing what you ought to do. Nobody should be having to check on you. The, the Lord is watching you. That's enough. You, you are, you, you are, some of you are a poor witness. And how are you going to invite someone to the Lord's house on bring a co-worker day and you stealing from the clock? Got quiet then. Doing just enough to get by, even in the Lord's church. You come to church just enough to keep your name on the membership roll. And some of you have been coming here for months and years and haven't become a member yet. And yet you can't get in Costco unless you show a membership card. You mean you got more respect for Costco than you do the Lord's church for Sam and the gym, restaurants or whatever, the gold, gold, whatever, than you do the Lord's church? You sign up, you register at Trinity, you have to pay something, a whole lot. You follow their criteria, you follow their syllabus, and you do it, and you graduate. Turn that tassel to the other side. I don't have to join church. I, it don't take all that. But it's a go renew your card. Okay, where is it? Show me where it is, because you're not going to buy anything until you follow their protocol. If Listen, if the church don't set the standards, then there will not be transformation. I was told some years ago, listen to this, I'm closing. Pastor, your problem is, it was my leadership. Years ago, don't talk fake today, you're not going to know them. They said, your problem is your standards are too high. I like when people talk that way, I, I rise up. I, I grow hair at that point. <laughs> and I looked at them and I said, I got a question for you since you made that comment. How can lives be changed with low standards? Everybody else's standards are going up. In academia, wherever you go, they're going up. But you come to church, they lower their standards and lower it and lower it to accommodate people because you, you, need, you need people that bad that you'll take them any kind of way. We're going to keep the standards high. Oh, people of God. The day is ministry fair. You're going to be signing up for, the, for various ministry and these tables all, on these tables all around you. I'm going to tell you something. Half-hearted commitment is unacceptable. God will reward believers who get involved in ministry, give and give him their best effort with enthusiasm and remain faithful to the services of Christ. But the question is, where are the laborers? In closing, the scripture says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, 
Every one of us need to evaluate how we are spending the Lord's time. Repent when we bring, when God brings to mind the misuse of it and then make critical adjustments to make the most of the precious gift of time in order to fulfill God's purpose in this season of our lives. Acts 13, 36 says, for David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep, was buried with his fathers. Beloved, it is so important that you make the most of this year because this just may be your last year on earth. Just think of the people who did not make it into this year. God is so good that he's allowed you to come into this year. Why don't you say thank God for a brand new year? Why don't you say thank God for a brand new year? Thank you. God is so good to you that he gave you the exact amount of time you need to do everything God puts in your heart to do. For example, he has allowed, he has allowed you to have, he's given you 12 months in a year. He's given you 52 weeks in a year. He's given you 365 days in a year. He's given you 8,766 hours in a year. He's given you 31,536,000 seconds in a year. What on this side of heaven are you going to do with the allotted time God has blessed you with? The first order of business should be getting right with Jesus now, and he will help you make the most of this year. Or will you squander the gift of time on the things of this world system that has no eternal value only to stand before the Lord with deep regret and hear him not say to you, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And all God's children said, let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this message. And I pray that the people of God be still unless they're coming this way as counselors. Because the invitation is the most critical time after the message. And I pray, Father, that there are many under my voice whether they're first time, 10th time, or 50th time, if they're not in a good, strong Bible teaching church, that they say, hey, this is a church I need to be in. I pray in the name of Jesus that those who are lost would say, what must I do to be saved? Oh, God, let this, let this not be another message, but let every principle that they wrote down be documented in their hearts for transformation. In Jesus' name, and all God's children say it. As Christians, our top priority is glorifying and serving our Heavenly Father. Life is too short and the times in which we live bear unquestionable evidence that we must stand for what is right and good according to the Word of God. We must stand up for Jesus who came to save us from our sins. How can we not make the most of God's precious gift of time? If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.